This is Two Girls, One Ghost. Two Girls, One Ghost. And we are your ghostesses. That is Corinne. Hello, and that is Sabrina. Hello. I pointed at you like people can see. That girl over there on my computer screen is Sabrina. All the way across the country over there. If you're just tuning in randomly and not in order, we are bi-coastal hosts. Sabrina lives in Los Angeles and I, Corinne, live in Boston. So we're not sitting together. (laughs) We're not. We are very far away from each other, separated by... 2,000 miles, over 2,000 miles. 3,000? And uh, a three-hour time difference. Speaking of miles, I drove from Vermont down to Boston today, and Uh there actually is something happening in the world because I passed, I kid you not, it had to have been at least 200 dead squirrels on the road. (gasps) No, poor babies. Like, it was so crazy that I called my mom and asked her to look it up because I thought there was no other explanation. I was driving on the highway, so I was going on 89 and then I took a wrong turn instead of getting on 93 for all the East Coasters. I went through Manchester on like 290, whatever, whatever. And no matter where I drove, there were dead squirrels (gasps) everywhere to the point where for one mile, I was like, you know what? I need to clock it and I need to count how many I'm seeing because it feels like there's a dead squirrel every 10 feet. Oh, that's horrifying. So for one mile, I counted and I counted 27 dead squirrels in one mile. And that happened for like 45 minutes to an what? hour of my drive. There has to be some like disease that's going around. Something that is scary. There's something. And aliens. <laughs> well, that's what I said. I was like, maybe there's a creature in the woods pushing them out. But it was like all of New Hampshire. And I <sighs> called my mom. And as I was on the phone with her, I was like counting to give her an example. So while I was driving, because she was like, that's crazy. (laughs) I literally was driving and was like, oh, there's one. Oh, there's one. Three, four, five, six, seven, oh, eight, nine, ten. It was like that quick. What? And so I thought there must be a truck that was carrying dead squirrels that just. Oh, my God. And you followed its path and it just like. What other explanation is there? She said there was nothing online about dead squirrels just littering the highways and new hampshire that is so crazy there's there's this like one okay there's a movie called magnolia which has a crazy scene with like frogs flying from the sky but there was a real instance in the world where there was like a big storm and all of these like fish and frogs seriously flew from the sky i was just telling my dad about this i said you really? know that it's actually rained frogs before yeah and he was like tell me more and i said i don't have any more info <laughs> for you that's all i know you have to do research on your own yep. that's basically all the information i have on it but i do remember reading that that's so, so crazy. crazy and i but feel yeah. so sad for the squirrels so sad and it was just i mean i can't get over how bizarre it was because it was literally every 10 feet there was a dead squirrel on the side of the highway and when you're driving like a three-hour span, it's normal to, you know, see a skunk there, maybe a deer there. Right, yeah. But you maybe that's, see – like, uh, It was enough that I took notice, counted, and called my mom and was like, you need to check the news because something is something wrong. Is up. It's like – what is it? Like what What are the like the warning signs? It's like the, the locusts and then the blood and the rain and <sighs> – Yeah, yeah, yeah. It made me wonder stuff. if there's going to be some really big catastrophic event that happens in New Hampshire or like the Northeast. 
Because you know how like before a fire or before a big storm, all the animals animals know. Well, the ghost population has just gained a lot of squirrels. So many squirrels. Rest in peace. Two squirrels, one toast. Forever in our hearts. R.I.P. R.I.P. Poor squirrels. I hope they have plenty of toast in heaven. So sad. And I feel like this was a curse because I listened to a podcast, which everyone should listen to. Honestly, I think half of our listeners already listened to this one. What is it? It's the podcast called Spooked by Snap Judgment. It's Snap Judgment presents Spooked. And it comes out every year during Halloween. They already have two seasons. But I was listening to it and there was a whole story on a squirrel that basically came back to life, sort of, like haunted this girl. What? And I listened to that last night. And then this morning, I'm haunted by 200 plus dead squirrels on my drive. That is weird. I mean, it already was weird. But then the fact that that was the story you listened to last night and then this morning. Right? <gasps> That's what I'm saying. This is why you should never leave your home. Stay indoors. Yeah. You never unless, know what's going to happen. Unless the ghosts live indoors, which many of them do. But yes, they do. I always, whenever I record in my office with you... I always think that there's going to be something behind me over here. In the corner? In the yeah. upper corner? I just I just imagine a little face. Oh, okay. I have a story to tell you. What? So last night I was finishing some of my writing and Nick was like getting ready for bed and he goes, well, can I tell you a story? And I was like, sure. <gasps> oh my God. What? Sorry. Is the your door ghost just there? opened in my apartment. <gasps> Is your ghost? What? Father, Son, Holy Spirit, please bless me. Please don't scare me. Guys, our ghost is on air right now. What in the heck? I've been gone from the apartment for a week, so it's probably like not used to having it's a roommate. It's missed you. Sorry. What was your story? <laughs> well, now I'm nervous because it's going to scare you. Stop. Don't talk about it. Just move. We move forward. Do you want me to tell you my story? Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. I thought. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. I mean, we have to do the episode. Whether it's yeah, your story right. or have the listener's stories, yeah. I'm going to be scared. So we just head forward. Just don't tell me if you see anything in the video behind me. Okay, I won't. I promise. But I – okay. Okay, so <laughs> I'm I'm writing. Nick's getting ready for bed, and he's like, can I tell you a story? And I say, sure. And he goes – so his family goes to Wisconsin every summer, and they do this cabin trip with a bunch of their family friends. And this one woman has a son, and she has a video – of her playing with her son and she's like hi Ethan hi Ethan and she is playing with him and then she goes and re-watches the video and when she says hi Ethan all of a sudden a little girl's voice goes hi Ethan <gasps> they were home alone oh my and it's on video full of goosebumps I know because that's so creepy but also so cute i don't know how to feel i know well i i asked nick to get the video and i'll send it to you when i do (laughs) (laughs) that's freaky Uh, anything with children is so scary there my friend jill who just had a baby was telling me that she was reading this like article about um baby monitors and how this one woman kept like her son kept saying that this man or like this person was talking to him in his sleep and Mm -hmm. She just wrote it off. She thought it was like a little kid thing. And then one night she's putting her kid to sleep and she hears out of the baby, out of the baby monitor, I love you. Good night. 
Oh my god! And like someone I mean, hacked it's a into nice their message, but... right? But like someone hacked into their monitors and was like talking to their baby, which is so freaky. Because oh, 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 yeah. yeah. If it was a video monitor, yes, terrifying. And there was another person who, when they were not home, the baby monitor motion detector went off, and it was because someone had hacked in and was moving the camera towards the chair where she breastfed. That is fucked up like yeah. why would people do that something so disturbed. innocent and something so natural they just take it and they ruin it and make it something dark and gross with their little pervy minds and their hacker abilities if you're a hacker just use your hacking for good you know yeah like, like fight ISIS. hack the lottery and make and win that would be something really good it'd be something you'd basically save all the stray dogs by doing that because guess who would adopt them me (laughs) wow that's super creepy though that makes me concerned about having a baby monitor you have to have a baby first speaking of babies we're getting a lot of uh posts about that woman that we'd spoken about previously from the uk who was having sexual relations with many spirits Mm -hmm. speaking out about having a child with her ghost lover stay tuned for possible ghost baby what if that actually happens in our lifetime and everyone just the whole world basically would combust because it's this thing that's so unfathomable and science can't prove it and yet there it is. Not to get too biblical, but like, isn't that what happened with Virgin Mary? Immaculate conception. It's my favorite joke every time someone says, are you pregnant? And I'm like, I sure hope so, because I'd be freaking famous. Immaculate <laughs> conception. <laughs> oh. Talk about getting rich quick. Yeah, who needs a lottery then? Sign me up. I'll go on the Today Show. Pregnant with the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Okay, so before we start our stories, we wanted to say thank you to our Patreon donors. Yes, a very special thank you to our Patreon donors because yes. it, when you support us on Patreon, you really help us move forward with the podcast and produce better mm-hmm. episodes and create merch and live shows and stuff like that. And so All of that fun stuff. Fun stuff. So thank you. So first off, a special thank you to our mamas and papas of the BEK. We have Sim, Jen and Xander, and Margaret. And then shout out to our good luck black cats. We have Jasmine, Sarah, and Alyssa. Thank you to our overactive sagers. We have Trista, Armando, Dallas, Danielle, and Sebastian. Thank you to our ill-gotten booty poppers, Ignacio, Lassas, Bailey, Molly, Steven, Bill, Claire, Sarah, Lauren, Michael, Rocco, Marina, Anthony, Jordan, Shannon, and Shannon. Thank you to our Devil's Hour Insomniacs. We have Ashley, Carrie, Bethann, Brianna, Cassie, Allison, Jamie, Michael, Svea, Claire, Empowerment Ensemble, Yamali, Joanna, Matthew, Brian, Melinda, Sarah, Zoe, Sloan, Catherine, Jennifer, Holly, Bridget, Anna Rose, Alicia, Cecilia, Jesse, Jen, Jana, Jenna, whoa, <laughs> Mary, Rebe, Sarah, Lorraine, Noelle, Ozj, Madeleine, Ashley, Shelby, Nikki, Jess, Emmy, Judah, Tony, Brittany, Becca, Sarah, Eve, April, Juliet, 
Laura, Sarah, Jen, Aaron, Amy, Kendra, Kendall, Ashley, Erica, Angel Kitty, Jennifer, Alex, Dana, Robin, Sean, Dill, Lindsay, Morgan, Cassie, Katie, Sharon, Cassifras, Jane, Sarah, Sydney, Victoria, Chelsea, Edmund, Aaliyah, Dolores, Megan, and Libby. And then we have our phantoms. Thank you to Mark, Karina, Ridiculous Podcast, Taryn, Tara, Pretty Outdoorsy, Demini, A Paranormal Chicks, Caitlin, Dez, Benjamin, Natasha, Tater, True Crime Fan Club Podcast, Blair, Caroline, Laura, and Peter. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you to all of our Patreon donors. And if anyone else wants to be a part of our Patreon, we are going to start posting maybe the live episode on there. And by maybe, and we mean definitely. Yes. <laughs> I'm just nervous. It might suck, and but you get to see it first or hear it. <laughs> Only you guys. Uh, and then, yeah, we have tons of different bonus tiers and things, fun goodies for all of our Patreon donors. So thank you. Yay. Thank you. All right. Should we jump into some stories? I think we should. You go first. Okay. This is from Anthony. It's called The Nun Ghost. Ooh. So we know exactly what it's about. Gave it away. Unless there's a twist. There could be. Hello, Corinne and Sabrina. My name is Anthony, and I live in Los Angeles, California. What up? I just found your podcast today, and can I say I enjoyed all the episodes that I was able to listen to at work. I love how people listen at work. I love how people binge listen. And they pay attention, which makes me think they're not paying attention to what they're <laughs> doing at work. I mean, whatever. What's a few days of not doing any work? Yeah. I have an encounter that happened to me back in 2015. I worked for a cabling company back then, and we specialized in installing nurse call systems in various hospitals throughout Southern California. One particular site we worked at for a few months was an assisted living facility called Little Sisters of the Poor in San Pedro. This place was run by Catholic church nuns and coincidentally housed retired clergy. The encounter that me and my coworkers had happened within the first month or so of being there. We had not heard of any activity thus far and felt pretty comfortable since the residents were fairly kind to us. I like how he said fairly kind. Like, yeah. not kind, but kind enough. Like, they'll let it, they'll let it fly. <laughs> whatever. When you're old, you can do whatever you want. It was getting towards the end of the day and we were cleaning up to start to head home. Me and my coworker had all of our tools and we were heading towards the elevator to head down to the parking lot when about 20 feet in front of us, we saw a nun in full religious garb. Now, mm. this being a retirement home run by nuns, this did not alarm us. We saw the nun walk into the elevator, but as soon as we got closer to the doors, they shut closed. Now, this was interesting to us because this particular elevator was weird in the sense that the doors took forever to close on their own unless you hit the closed door button. So since the door shut, we assumed that the nun who got on closed the doors on us. <laughs> oh, rude much? Rude. Anyway, continuing on, I hit the button to go down, fully expecting to have to wait for the elevator. But lo and behold, the door opened immediately and the elevator was completely empty. We both walked on and hit the lobby button to go down. Now, I'm a little confused at this point because I thought maybe I had just imagined the nun getting onto the elevator. So I turned to my coworker and I asked, 
did you see that nun get on before us? And he turned to me and said, you saw her too. Hmm. And I told him that I did. And we both just stood there a little terrified. And as soon as the doors opened, we bolted out of there. (laughs) The next day, we were back at the retirement home and we asked the nursing staff if they'd ever experienced anything like we did the day before. And the floodgates opened. (gasps) I love that. This is the best. They had so many stories of hearing footsteps in the kitchen after hours, things being moved from their place, and one nurse even had a stack of papers get hit out of their hands and crash all over the floor in front of the nursing staff. Safe to say, I'm glad nothing worse happened to us, but I'm kind of sad that I don't work there anymore because I would have liked to have done some investigating and maybe take some photos of the place. Hope this story makes it onto the podcast. It has. And hope you enjoyed reading it. Wow. I wonder if this is a spirit of a nun from many, many years ago. And if it is, she's using the elevator, which is amazing. Or if she's like a more recent spirit, then all those people who are like, how come there are no modern day spirits? You're all proved wrong right now. Because she's using the elevator. Technology. I know nuns are married to God and that they're supposed to be a comforting religious figure, but I do think there's something creepy about a dead nun. Well, I think it's because there are so many horror movies that use that That's true. trope. They ruined it for us. They've ruined religion for everyone. I'm going to start just picturing the sound of music nuns and maybe that will help me. Yeah, those are peaceful. Very peaceful. Except for that wasn't for her. It wasn't the lifestyle she wanted. No, she wanted to run through the hills and eventually settle in Vermont at the Trap Family Lodge. Just spin around in the open fields. The hills are alive. I, you bet I sang that when I was in Switzerland nonstop. Oh, I wouldn't doubt it with my mind. With my mind? <laughs> Dou- doubt it with my mind. I think the hills are you know alive what? with the sound of I think we should start a band. If people didn't hate us before, they hate us now. But yeah, that's crazy about the nun. And it's so scary because I think the worst part is that the door is open and neither of the two guys, Anthony and his coworker, know yet that the other person saw it. So they're kind of questioning themselves. Then they get on the elevator where the ghost nun just was. The doors close. And while they're trapped in the metal elevator... They realize that they might be standing right next to a ghost. Yep. Like you might be currently sitting next to a ghost. I probably am because the last time I was sitting here, they turned on the TV, but there's no TV right now. Well, that's good. So they just have to be entertained by our podcast. Yeah. They just came for the show. Um, Wait. Okay. So last week when I was at work, the elevator kind of just – I was walking towards the elevators to leave and we have two elevators that go down to the bottom floor. And as I was walking to the elevators, one of the doors just opened by itself. No one was in it. No one had called the the elevator and it just opened and it stayed open for 12 hours because I left like maybe two hours, two and a half hours after it initially opened, it was still open. And I came into work at like 530 the next morning and it was still open. You didn't go into the elevator. No, 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 no. Okay. No. Uh, have you ever been in your office that late before? Yes. 
Okay. Because at first I was thinking maybe that's a thing. They just stop the elevators at a certain time. Mm-mm. But now we know that's not what happens. It's not what happened. But to be fair, well, unfair because my my office building probably should fix this. But our elevators have not been inspected since 2015. Okay. Yeah. Take the stairs. How many floors up are you? Get a good oh, butt tired. workout. Glutes, baby. Six floors. I'd be I'm too sweating. lazy. I used to work out. I don't anymore. I don't, I don't either. I'm just preparing for the Massachusetts winter with my layer of blubber. <laughs> oh. All right. Let's hear another story. Okay. Do you want scary or do you want sweet? Let's start with scary and end with sweet. Okay. Good idea. This is from Grace and she says, Terrifying encounters with evil spirits and guardian angel encounter. Wow. Such a contrast between evil and guardian angel. Well, sometimes you have a little bit of both. (laughs) Sugar and spice. And everything nice. How does that guy say it? Why do you say it like Santa Claus? I don't think I even know what you're mimicking. The powder puff girls. Oh, oh. In the intro part where he like mixes them together? Yeah. That's what he says. I know. I believe you. I just, I can't picture it in my mind. Well, because I'm doing it extremely poorly. (laughs) Maybe that's what it is. Okay. (laughs) So this is from Grace. She says, hi, ladies. I love your podcast. It keeps me sane during the torturous days of high school. I'm only 16, but I've had some scary encounters with evil spirits in my life. Everyone always says spirits are attracted to darkness and bad things. Well, I have a history of bad depression and anxiety, so that's probably opened up quite a few doors to bad spirits. Mm -hmm. When I was in seventh grade was when I had my first real encounter with these scary and dark spirits. Seventh grade wasn't a particularly good year for me academically and socially. All of my friends ditched me except literally two who were not the best of influences. Oh, God, I hate kids. Can we all just go from zero to 25? Yeah, seriously jump over all those years i don't mean i hate kids i hate what kids do yeah and i hate remembering those awful times and all the bad stuff that happens to you when you grow up it's so shitty it's so shitty i had my first true signs of bad depression and anxiety and naturally i coped the only way i knew how which was various ways of self-harm Anyway, my two friends and I were at my house for my 13th birthday party. Being the dark emo 7th graders we were, my friend pulled out her Ouija board and we were so excited. We messed around for a little, moving it ourselves and spelling out random things, probably like ass or dick because we were so edgy. (laughs) Like spelling out boobs on the calculator. Yeah. (laughs) Nice. Nice. So funny. Coming from two girls who named their podcast after a... (laughs) (laughs) we are the last people to talk (laughs) we're still 13 at heart it's because we were bullied at that age that we're still stuck in that that part of our lives absolutely i still frequently reference videos from that era i referenced um do you remember that youtube video the shows let's get some shows shows let's get some shows i love that video (laughs) bits of glass muffin and then the one where where's my chapstick where's my chapstick we'll never get out of that era we're forever stuck join us join us in our glitch in the matrix when you always watch videos from 13 years old (laughs) okay uh 
To keep my friends entertained, I yelled, if there are any spirits here, fuck you. Fuck you, demons. Fuck you, Satan. I wasn't the brightest. After my little edgy rant, the air seemed to shift and the room got colder and darker. My friends and I noticed and decided not to continue, but we didn't close out the board since we didn't talk to anyone or anything. Oh, no. At 3 a.m., my friend Hannah wakes up to get some water and the Ouija board was just sitting out in the open with the planchette on top. Hannah casually glances at it and sees it move on its own. Oh, oh. Whoa, my whole body just boop, shiver. Yep. Hannah is a naturally very pale person, but I still, to this day, have never seen her more pale. Oh, poor girl. She woke me up and was shaking. The first thing she said to me was that the planchette moved, and the second thing she told me was that it had moved to the G. G is the first letter of my name, which is Grace. I wake my other friend Kate up, and all three of us go to sit around the board because it was on the letter G. I have to ask all the questions. Whoever or whatever it was that was with us made it clear that it wanted to speak to me. So we asked, are there any spirits here? Yes. Are you a boy or a girl? No. Are you neither? Yes. What do you want? Why owe you? Oh, no. At this point, all of our hands are shaking so badly that we couldn't be pushing the planchette. I decided to keep asking because I'm intrigued and scared all at the same time. How old are you? Zero. When did you die? N-E-V-E-R. Okay, it's a demon. Spoiler, Corinne. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> it was read in the title of the. Of the- <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, you know, extra confirmation. <laughs> Confused and scared, I asked the name of the spirit. And that's when things got really weird. The planchette moved on and off R. No matter how hard my friends and I tried, we couldn't get it to stop. It was like something was holding the planchette down. After a minute of struggling, we moved the planchette to goodbye and put the board away. After that night, I think I started to get followed by something. (sighs) Yeah. I'd hear footsteps in my room, see tall, faceless. Ooh. Sorry. That was a, what was that? We're both being taken over by the burp demons today. It tasted like carrots, and I haven't had any carrots. <laughs> Is that what happens when demons come? They're like, vegetables. Maybe you're turning into a carrot. <laughs> Forget having a ghost baby to prove that paranormal occurrences are real. <laughs> Sabrina's just going to straight up turn into a carrot. <laughs> Start recording the screen, because like, I'm just going to turn into this orange little You're already, already looking a little bit more orange. <gasps> Am I? Yeah. Maybe the, it was the aliens. This is the test they did on me on my birthday. <laughs> okay. After that night, I think I started to get followed by something. I'd hear footsteps in my room, see tall, faceless shadows floating over me in bed. I'd hear knocks and voices. After I graduated middle school, I met my friend Jocelyn. Jocelyn was very in tune with spirits, and the first time she came over to my house, she got physically sick. We went outside to get some fresh air, and she was all of a sudden better. She and many of my other friends have refused to come to my house out of sheer terror. My friend Erin recounts someone saying her name when she was in the bathroom. My friend Zoe had someone throw her water glass off the counter. Mm. My friend Abby and I were in my room when a music box that had stopped working years before I was born went off by itself. It wasn't playing any song, but just one note continuously. That's so evil to take something that's supposed to bring joy and comfort to a a little child and make it this terrorizing event. I think the way you view nuns is the way I view music boxes. Corinne, 
Corinne, are you okay? Corinne? That was scary. I was, yeah, I was really nervous because I was like, was that your ghost? I don't know, but the whole screen went black. Mine too. Okay. Okay. So we tread forward. I was saying, I feel like the way you view nuns is the way I view music boxes because I have a very, I feel like music box sounds are very haunting. Mm. Mm-hmm. Good thing I didn't get you that Harry Potter music box for your birthday. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it's Harry Potter music playing, then it's fine. If, as long as it's not that like, dee, 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 whatever, I can't. Okay. So we both had the same thought and we booked it out of my house. Several times after that, I'd see a black, I'd see black figures peering into my windows and standing in mirrors. Mm. So scary. You know how I feel about mirrors and windows. I love curtains. <laughs> okay, so come to the beginning of 10th grade and my family moves into a new house. I think it's all over, but it's not. I fell into another deep depression and wound up in the hospital after a suicide attempt. Returning home after the hospital and some programs, I noticed something different about my room and my bathroom. My bathroom was always dark and the lights never worked. We had electricians come and they said everything looked fine. There was also a strong feeling of dread. My room has access to the attic and every night I would hear scratching on the walls and ceiling. My friend Allison refuses to sleep over in my room because she'd hear voices in the attic. My parents had the attic checked by an exterminator because I thought it was rats or mice at first, but there were no signs of animals ever being there. Everything has since died down, but I still feel like the entity is waiting for me to go into another depression and strike again. On a happier note, I have a story my birth mother told me. I am adopted, but my birth mom is very young, so I'm close with her. She told me about how she asked her mom to look out for me after she gave birth to me because she had recently passed away. Her mom then appeared to her in a dream and told her that everything would be okay and not to worry about me. She also told me that her mother said that I was beautiful and that she saw a lot of my birth mom in me. My birth mom also recounted a story of a time she was driving alone on a road trip. She was in the car after her grandfather had passed, driving to her home after spending some time with her friends at their college campus. She wasn't wearing a seatbelt, but all of a sudden she heard a voice that said, put your seatbelt on, honey. Being terrified, she obeyed and continued driving. No less than 10 minutes later, her car was hit by a drunk driver. If she hadn't put her seatbelt on, she would have been thrown out of the car and surely would have died. She knew it was her grandfather because of how she saw a flash of his face in the mirror before the car hit her. That's all I have for now, ladies. Keep up the good work and stay spooky. With love, Grace, the sophomore haunted by an evil ghost. (laughs) So in that case, not all mirrors are bad because she saw her grandfather's reflection. That's true. It sounds like she's got a lot of people who love her and are looking out for her. Yeah. Oh, she also did send an update that I'll read real quick. Because I I told her she tried to sage her house and she said, her mom said, no, Grace, keep that creepy shit out of my house. (laughs) What? And Grace says, but the good news is I'm a rebellious teenager, so I'll do it anyway. I get to sage. (laughs) (laughs) Never grow out of that phase. (laughs) As shitty as it is, being a teenager can have its good parts. Yeah. She says, I have yet to get the sage and I feel like whatever is in my house knows that I plan on saging. So it's been a little mischievous. As I'm writing this email, I'm working on my biology homework that I've been trying to get done for ages. Why do you ask? Well, because my ghost ate my homework. Not literally, of course, but I'd get up to go get something and come back to my desk with nothing on it. This has happened twice. I thought, okay, well, I'll sit down and get it, sit down and get it all done in one sitting so it won't disappear. But as luck has it, I dropped my pencil on the floor, reached down to get it, and when I sat up, my homework was gone again. You're kidding. What? Right? I love this. (laughs) 
This is the best excuse. But it <laughs> really did happen. Could you imagine trying to tell your teacher, I swear a ghost is haunting me and it keeps taking my biology homework? I'm just picturing the ghost just like eagerly standing there grinning, <laughs> waiting for the second for her to just blink a little too long, just knowing that yeah. he's going to pull or she's going to pull the best prank. Yeah. I wonder if the homework will ever return, show up again. It sounds like there's going to be like six different versions of her homework assignment like all over the house one day. Yeah, some marks, some red circles on it, some corrections. <laughs> That's a helpful ghost. I want that. It is. It needs to work on its timing, but we and enjoy also, helping like, Return the homework eventually. <laughs> but that's an email from Grace. So many things happening because she's got on one end, she's got her grandfather and other spirits that just seem a little bit either helpful or loving or benign or like pranksters. And then on the other hand, she's had experience with these really awful, dark beings yeah. who have preyed on her and taken her energy and probably made living with depression and anxiety so much worse. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's so fascinating. I mean, we talk about Ouija, Ouija board stories all the time and like there mm-hmm. is a huge risk with playing with Ouija boards, but you also, we know from some of our listeners, you can play with one or use it to actually speak to this to the spirit world in a safe way. But it's stories like this where you leave the board open or you think you're joking around and you say things like, fuck you demons, fuck you satans and satans, say, satan. Why can't I say that word? We don't know. There might be multiple gods and there might be multiple satans. I hope there's not multiple satans. We, we don't know. But like you say those things as a joke and it just opens the world to so much more darkness. Yeah. Especially at such a vulnerable time already in your life. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, actually, this lets me segue into a short little email that I wanted to read. Oh. Perfect. This is from Don. He said, hello, I just wanted to give you a moment of my time to tell you two how much I appreciate y'all's show. I'm not a regular listener, but my fiance is. She suffers from bad depression and you guys really help her get through the day. I can literally oh. say ever since she was told about y'all's podcast, she has been binge listening almost every day, literally. <laughs> Thank you, girls. P.S. If it's possible, could you please give my fiance a shout out? Her name is Megan Amber. Megan, thank you for listening. Seriously, thank you. And it's so, it's just wonderful to hear because when I responded to him, I was like, it's hard to talk about the topic of depression because yes. it feels so individual to each person who's experiencing it. But when you go through something that's tough, it's everyone has a thing, you know? Everyone has that one thing that pulls them away, that distracts them for a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I'm so glad to hear that ghost stories is her thing and that we're able to, and everyone who's involved in the podcast, all of the listeners are able to help bring more ghost stories so more people can be lifted up by something that's really scary and (laughs) tries to bring them down. Lift your spirits up. Spirits. I, I agree. I think we have one of the most incredible, beautiful, loving, positive communities and and we you know this is a real thing that people experience depression anxiety mental illness every day and yeah. and it can be extremely isolating and scary and sad and if you can find that one thing that brings you joy fucking do it i was watching for the second time uh oh my god what is it called i don't know i can't the, read your mind the truman show 
Oh. And it actually reminded me because, I mean, I don't have clinical depression, but I have seasonal depression. So in the wintertime, I become depressed. But it remind the Truman Show reminded me of the depression where like you just are convinced that everyone around you is in on something and being disingenuine to you, disingenuous to you. Yeah. And that you're the only one who knows what's going on and that you're like just not convinced and you're just alone. And I was like, damn, I can't watch this movie again. This is giving me anxiety (laughs) to watch. Yeah. I mean, that's also the Truman Show is kind of like the matrixy, glitchy type of reality of life. It was just mean. Don't do that to someone. Don't yeah. create a world and put them in it and hire a bunch of actors. <laughs> Not that anyone probably yeah. is capable of doing that. I have a sweeter story. Okay. Okay, this is from Lorena, and she says, protective dad story. Hi, girls. My name is Lorena. I started listening to you both because of my daughter, who is your fan. Aw. Uh, You girls always say not all ghosts are bad, and you are right. So here is one of those ghost stories. At 20 years old, I married a boy my dad knew from being friends with his family for years and years. We had three girls right away, and then he died four and a half years later. I was 24 then. My youngest baby was five months old. Of course, being young, immature, and alone led me to dating different guys. And this is a story about two of them. So I dated this guy for about 18 months, and during the time, I had two dreams about my husband, not only for the first time in years since his death, but they were very unusual dreams. He always looked upset, and he would look straight in my eyes. Once, we had dinner at my apartment, and we had a few too many rums and Cokes, so I offered him the couch. It was the first time he slept at our place, and he said, I'll stay if you stay with me. So I put my girls to bed, and we went to sleep. We were cuddling and almost asleep when I felt my arm being pushed. And as I opened my eyes, I had my husband's face right up to mine. (laughs) I jumped and I told this guy what I had seen. He just laughed saying a dead person won't fight for a lover. I disagree. I mean, if this is not proof, I don't know what is. I didn't get what was happening until one day my girls and I were spending the night at his place. And while he was in the shower, I looked towards the door and my husband was standing there very angry and shaking his head. I love that. Like he didn't have to say anything. He just like looked at her. Just disappointment. Just, yeah. mm, you know, Uh -uh. you know. I knew then that he was trying to tell me that this guy was not good for us. And so I stopped seeing him. Finally, five years later, I married a good hearted but immature guy who my girls now see as their dad. And it was now his turn to get scared for being stupid. (laughs) His mother never really liked me. And one time when we were not in our place, While he and his mom were drinking, he started going along with her bad-mouthing me. Then he heard a noise in my girl's room, and so he went to go check on it. It was a picture of their dad that fell. It landed on a plastic tote that was facing the door. It seemed to look right at him and made him very scared, especially because he couldn't understand how it landed there. Some years later, things started getting bad again with him, and one night after a bad fight where I had cried so much, he woke me up by shaking me hard. He said he couldn't sleep and that someone was throwing stones at our window. He went to go check, and what he saw was my girl's dad's face looking at him through the window. He asked me to pray to my late husband and tell him to forgive him, that he was going to try to be good. My youngest girl left the house two weeks after she graduated from high school with a boy I knew was not good for her. She didn't tell anyone. She just disappeared. And one evening during that first week while she was feeling guilty for leaving, she was staying at the grandma's at the boy's grandma's house when she saw her dad walking down the hall from the hall into the kitchen. She got so scared. She knew then that she had made a mistake and called me the same night. Thanks for your podcast. Keep up the great work. Best regards, Lorena. 
I love how involved the dad is slash husband is yeah. in his wife slash kids' lives. Yeah. He is their guardian and he's going to make sure that they don't make stupid decisions. Yeah. He's like, there is no time for mistakes. I will <laughs> stop you right now. That is the best. Like, it's so sad that she lost her husband and then – Right. But clearly her late husband, their father, is just watching them and ready to step in when needed. Seriously. I feel like so many family members are there to comfort people through hard times. Right. But this guy is just like, I don't want hard times at all. I'm just going to stop it right here. I'm the dad. I'm the husband. I make the decisions too. I have a vote. <laughs> I'm still a part of this world and you're going to listen to me. You know what I love the most about that story is that what? he threw rocks at the window. It's like romantic. It's so rom-com. <laughs> is it not? <laughs> it totally is. But I also love that he's like a man of very few words. Like he doesn't say anything when he comes to visit. He just gives a look or makes a sound or sh like, you know, tosses a photo of him staring at the guy. Right. And, and he just he's like this is enough right well sometimes actions and facial expressions they say so much more than a word could ever say actions speak louder than words man true Ooh. or just the look of disappointment like, even when someone says i'm not mad i'm just disappointed it's like oh soul it crushing you. you're like wow i really messed up wow well yeah i think they're lucky to have him around he's really helping making make them He's helping them make the right decisions and stay on the right track. It's just a it's a helpful little nudge to go the right direction. Right. And it's how do I say this? If he were alive, perhaps people would not listen to him, but since he is passed, they have to really heed his warning and really right. take into consideration the amount of effort he took to appear and be like, yeah. no. And they just have to listen to him, you know? Yeah. You can't ignore a spirit. No. Last email for today okay what is it this is called don't mess with the dead okay because the dead don't mess no dear ghostesses we love you as we've previously written in other emails oh. about us we live in a remote icelandic fishing village of 200 people it's beautiful on the surface and to any tourists passing through but it has a gruesome past Ooh. In 1995, a rogue avalanche came down, burying and killing 10% of the population, most of them children. What? For believers of the paranormal, we live in an active hub of bad omens. But for my girlfriend and I, this village became a safe haven, a refuge from where we lived this time last year. Let me explain. Oh my god, what an introduction. I am so on edge. He has written us a few other stories, and I'm always like completely sucked into his stories he should just write a book it's Ugh, i'm captivated i'm intrigued i want we're to know in. more we're present we're ready for this okay continue on the last working day of summer 2017 i visited my girlfriend who took a dream job in a remote but tourist heavy national park being that her job was in a protected national park which prohibited man-made infrastructure, the staff was required to stay 60 kilometers away at an abandoned farmhouse, which was refurbished to accommodate its staff. The farm was beautiful on the inside, designed like a post-industrial Soho loft, Ooh. part of a current wave of sustainable heritage conservation and architecture that keeps the outside traditional and interior modern. That's awesome. I love that. 
Me too. Love the concept. On the last working day of the season, it was tradition to host a bonfire and rage the night away before the staff moved on to their respective life (laughs) journeys. Unfortunately, this night was particularly windy and the firewood that we had prepared to last the night exhausted far too prematurely. Being that the farmhouse was 60 kilometers away from the nearest town and all eligible drivers were too buzzed to take the wheel, we needed to get creative and sustain the fire. But there aren't any trees in this volcanic glacier wasteland. The Vikings cut them all down and the toilet paper just wouldn't cut it. Conveniently, however, there was an abandoned sheep house adjacent to the farm that, unlike the stylish refurbished farmhouse the staff stayed in, wasn't refurbished. In fact, it had been boarded up for decades. My girlfriend never got too close to the sheep house because it was run down and creepy looking and usually guarded by vicious birds called Arctic terms who migrate 20,000 kilometers each summer from Antarctica to Iceland. We're learning so much. Arctic terns are mean and territorial bastards that will swoop down at your eye with a razor sharp beak if you get within stone's throw of their nesting grounds. Nope. But desperate times call for desperate measures. (laughs) We pounded a beer, tightened our hoodies over our faces, and fearlessly approached the abandoned sheep house to search for plywood living around. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) The turns were nowhere to be found, surprisingly. We reached the sheep house and investigated its interior from the outside through a cloudy window and saw one of the two rooms inside had piles of scrap wood and newspapers. Jackpot. But it was gritty in there, mold, rusty nails, and cobwebs. It took two swigs of whiskey and three of us to remove the board from the sheep house door, and it came thundering down back into the farm, awakening whatever was inside. In combination with the wind, decades of dust swiveled into a powerful dust devil, exiting through what seemed to be a hole in the roof of the sheep house. Whatever we did created a wind tunnel. We turned on our headlamps, took a gasp of fresh air, and stepped inside to see what lay inside the room we couldn't see from the outside. In hindsight, what we saw should have been enough to turn us back. But in our impulsive, party-centric mind states, nothing mattered but keeping the fire going. And we would let nothing get in the way of our potty. Uh, whoa. Of our potty. Potty. <laughs> I'm from Boston. It's a potty. And we would let nothing get in the way of our pottying. <laughs> In front of us was a bathtub filled to the brim with splashing, murky (gasps) water, rippling, swaying, dancing like a hyperactive kid taking a bath. No. Scratch that. A hyperactive golden retriever who doesn't want to take a bath. Whatever distraction, get in, grab the burners, get out. To be honest, we really thought it was just the wind of or fallen debris from the hole in the roof. What else would it be? I'm sorry, a bathtub in the middle of a boarded up farmhouse? Just swishing back and forth, like the water violently dancing. And these guys are like buzzed as hell. They've had a few drinks, some shots of whiskey before like charging into the house. And then they see this bathtub in the middle of an abandoned shack just moving wildly. (sighs) That is not what I was expecting. (sighs) We take another breath of fresh air and head towards the other room with the burnable debris. Over the neglected farm equipment, past the bathtub, and into the target room. We grab an armful of random stuff as our lungs deplete of oxygen and scurry back past the piranha frenzy of bathwater and out the door. Victory. We get drawn back to the party and fuel an inferno with the sheep house. Next thing I remember is the hangover the next morning. 
I doubt anyone cleaned up outside. I'm an early riser and decided to take one for the team and collect the trash. Armed with the two black garbage bags, I put trash in one of them, like cans, bottles, food wrappers, etc., and personal items in the other. Random socks, hats, shoes, underwear. Why are people's underwear laying around the campfire? I, I have to say, I've been to Iceland and I've been there in the summer and it's cold. So you really have to have a particular purpose for taking off your undergarments because it's a little too cold to lose layers like that. I just don't know what would be the correct environment to take your underwear off. I can think of a few. I, I don't think I can. <laughs> None. I get to the unused sheep house bounty that we didn't use and the memory starts flooding back. I turn towards the sheep house and the Arctic turns are going mad. I notice the sheep house door wasn't pulled back up. I take a closer look at the unused bounty in my hands and the first things I saw was a cutout newspaper article from 1960. A 10 year old boy who had died at the, <gasps> this farm. Beneath tens upon tens of articles of other mysteries in this region, articles that didn't quite make it into the scrapbook, translated Sherlock Holmes books in Icelandic, a motley collection of an obsessed someone from almost 70 years ago. Whatever we unleashed that night drove the Arctic Turns crazy. Shortly after that day, torrential rains hit the region, and unprecedented flooding destroyed both bridges leading to the farms, essentially cordoning off this area from the rest of the country. Whoa. In Iceland, when things like this happen, you don't question it. It's the work of the hidden people, <gasps> and you've pissed them off. <gasps> Bear and cat. The hidden people. Yes. The hidden people. So it's crazy because... We know that there was a death on the land. We know that the Arctic Terns like fiercely, fiercely protect the shed. But that one night they weren't they were there, gone. which let the men into the shed. They see a crazy tub and then they drunkenly grab a bunch of what they believe is scrap paper and fire starter. <sighs> and only in the morning do they realize that they awoke something, something evil. Can I tell you my theory? Yes. Just based on all my research the past few months on behaviors of sociopaths and serial killers, that makes me think of a serial killer's lair. Like all of those newspaper articles about missing boys or mysteries from years and years ago and like mystery books like Sherlock Holmes and then that weird bathtub, it makes me think someone killed people there and these spirits are being drowned in the tub that's a really interesting theory and i just got full body chills i was thinking that the person who whose son died the the parents of the 10 year old boy might have gone crazy trying to piece together what could have happened Ooh. to him and just tried to figure out a way to contact him or how to possibly find him i don't know how the boy died so i don't know details if they know right. that but Oof. whatever was in that shed did not want them to ever return back to the land again and made sure to destroy the surrounding yeah. land so no one could get back. That's terrifying. And the fact that multiple people went in there and were like, oh, this bathtub is just full of water and splashing around like crazy. It's normal. I don't think they thought it was normal, but they they were too buzzed to be like, let's turn around. This is scary. And said they were like, move on to the next room. That's where the wood is. I feel like I get more scared when I drink. Do you? Oh, I get brave. I like I get brave, but I'm like, I'm like, I get so 
in tune with like things that are happening and I'm like that is for sure something bad like I wouldn't be able to avoid that I'd be oh, like you're a paranoid drunk more like less paranoid but like more like I'd see something and I'd be like oh my god everyone needs to see this we all need to like this is some this is happening I wouldn't be able to ignore it that's happened to me a few times you just get a little more suspicious of what's happening around you and the people yes. partying near you yes but man ghosts I like ghosts. the hidden people I love that the, I hidden, love people. the hidden people I think I'm pretty sure the hidden people, like there's a whole, we could do a whole episode on the hidden people. Let's do it. Let's do it. No Sleep did a bunch of episodes about those. They're so spooky. Oh, I got to listen. Yeah. Now is the time, you know, it's going to be September by the time this comes out. And yeah. September to me is fall. It's Halloween. It's Halloween basically Halloween. Time. So you have permission from September all the way through the end of November to just live, breathe, bleed bleed spooky stories i uh, truthfully like uh, you have permission to do whatever you want whenever you want but like all year you can be spooky true speaking of (gasps) spooky stories and us telling those spooky stories we are officially doing our very first live show yes uh it is september 29th at the outlier podcast festival in los angeles if you guys are interested, we have a discount code for you guys. It's TGOG. We would love to get you guys to come. And and Corinne's going to fly into LA. Yes. Not going to stay with me because she's allergic to Leia. But we're going to do – I can't even step into the vicinity of where <laughs> Leia lives. I think you're probably half allergic to me because of the cat hair that I have on me. <laughs> we're going to have to put you outside and shower you before you get to me. <laughs> But yeah, we're super excited because not only is this the first live show that we're doing, but this is a podcast festival. So we're going to be surrounded by other podcasts Uh and other people who work in the industry. So it's going to be a really cool thing for us to actually meet some of these people that we listen to their podcasts. We know their names. We know their companies. So it's going to be pretty sweet. And as nervous as we are, which is very nervous, we have a great topic planned. Yeah. I also feel like this kind of makes us official. Don't you think this is the mark, the stamp that says? This has been our goal pretty much since the beginning. We're like, what if we get to the point where we can do live shows? I think that would be the most exciting because we love hearing the ghost stories and like reading them, but we want to meet everyone. Yeah. And I feel like we recognize people's names and we feel like we know the listeners. But what's better than reading a ghost story? It's hearing it live. Yes. So please join us. We will post and everything's on our social media. We'll add this to our website as well. We'll have a link so you guys can buy tickets through there. And then if you have ghost stories, please email them to us because we love reading them. Our email is twogirlsonegoespodcast at gmail.com. We also have social media. We have Facebook. We have Twitter. We have Instagram. And we have Patreon. So if you feel so inclined to support our podcast please do all the money you guys donate goes back into making this podcast and we have merch and we also have itunes so make sure you go rate and review us um i don't think there's anything left for me to say <laughs> we will see you, see you on the on other, other side, side. Very spooky.